Hello and welcome to another episode of the Corridor Uncertainty Podcast. I am Ben. I am today joined by two people, one of which is a, uh, a bit of a regular on this, you could say. <laughs> you could say that. Hello. You could say that. Uh, you are here every episode now, which is, well, you always have been. <laughs> but we've got a special guest today. Do you want to introduce yourself, special guest? Am I that special? Very uh, special. There's a case to be made for how special you are, yeah. Do you want to introduce yourself, or are you just going to remain in nameless? It's anonymous. <laughs> All right, cool. This is Craig. <laughs> he's a uh, an avid listener, but he's also one of our mates. And we thought we'd get him on because he, he said a few... It's like a few months ago now that he wanted to get in for this episode, which is a ranking uh, episode. We've moved sense. out of the defence, sort of. We're into the midfield. Defence yeah. midfield, to be precise. In... How did you find it? How how difficult was your was your positions? Um, it was sort of like like usual, where you know after the first, I think it was like about ten today that I sort of struggled with. It was sort of like two different sides again yeah I, I thought yeah. this was a lot easier than I thought it was going to be yeah I, I agree I don't know probably like I struggle with just the positions of the top 11 and then everyone else under that yeah I just don't rate them mm, there's a few that I think uh overrated which is annoying because we've just done our overrated thing and now I've, now I've realised how many more overrated people I think we'll see that on my list but I th- yeah, I think the bottom sort of fought. from 14th down was I was quite confident, but it's the sort of the mid-table ones. They're the ones that I don't think are really world class. I was that that was where I struggled. But the, then again, the top top five, I was pretty confident that that's I've set. I got the first five easy, yeah. But then after that, like you say, I just like there's there's a bit of a gap in quality around. 12th, I think it was 12 to 11. Yeah, I, I've got six. Yeah, I've got six to 13 where I struggled and I've done, I could be, could be wrong. I think as well, this is a tough one because some of these guys you might not consider out and out center defensive mids, but they are the more defensive midfielder out of their in their team. Yeah, especially like Villa because we're because we're, we're, the next episode will be central midfielders. Yes, so I can do a bit of that was difficult because it's like Douglas we- Douglas Louise or John McGinn and they're quite similar. similar. Yeah. Out. So McGinn will be in the next one. And then even for like Wolves, I wouldn't really class Nevers as out-and-out defensive mid. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, we could have gone for Dendonka as well. It would have been another one. But, but some teams have got multiple again and we haven't, haven't been able to include them, but we'll get onto that in a bit. Yes. But first, Craig, do you want to kick us off then? Who... Craig, if you don't know, is an anti-Liverpool fan in the way that he supports Liverpool, but he will never, ever praise them or anything. And he probably thinks that we should be... I hope we get relegated, to be honest. Relegated, there you go. I want to see some championship football. It's more interesting. Okay, Craig. Craig loves a bit of championship football, uh, (laughs) as we all did. Uh, Craig, do you want to kick us off? Who have you got in 20th and why? Am I going for the... Oh, 20th. Yeah, we go yeah. up. Um, I'm going for uh, Livermore. Ooh. Because I just don't rate him. 
if if we're talking about this season, I just, I'm just not seeing it. Like if we're talking like four seasons ago, I I actually rated him quite a bit, quite liked him. He just does a role. Like, but there's quite a lot of people on this list that they just they just do a role, and they're probably not praised for what they're doing. To be honest. All right. Well, I I haven't gone for Livermore, but I I, I get what you're saying. I've gone for Reed from Fulham. Primarily because this guy used to be a striker, I swear. And then he was playing right wing back at some point. So this guy just can't find his position. I don't know if you're on about the right bloke here. Is it not Bobby Reed? No, that's not him. This is Harrison Reed. <laughs> <laughs> that is quality. <laughs> well, he's not even the best Reed at Fulham, then. There you go. Right, there you go. That's a fantastic reason why Ben's got. Harrison, Harrison Reed. Oh, well, um, I like Craig. Know the player that I've put at the bottom of the table, um, and I've also gone for Jake Livermore. Jesus. Um, yeah, just I, I. We say it say it every time that none of these players are bad players, but I think there was like maybe three that championship were. players that I would say, or and I think Jake Livermore is one of them. Is passes into the final third was one of the stats that I looked at um, and it's difficult to find stats because you obviously got your tackles and your interceptions um, and your sort of aerial duels but there's a few other things that you want from a, a defensive midfielder as well and he just didn't really have anything and fair yeah that um, the bomb alright well fair enough um, I'm just going to elaborate a bit more on Reed then because go on I don't know how you're going to do it well, for starters, I will admit I've got my, my reads mixed up. <laughs> um, did kind of think it was a different read, but you know, I still the the I just have ne- never heard of this chap. Not gonna lie, I know I can sort of picture him now, but I just sort of feel like I don't know much about him. So I'm gonna put him at the bottom. And Fulham just genuinely aren't. I think Fulham's worst part of the team might even be their midfield. So, oh, I don't know. I don't know enough about this chap, so I've just put him at the bottom now. Okay. <laughs> that is a great start. There you go. Um, right, we'll go on to 19th. Move swiftly on. <laughs> Please, get us out of here. Um, I've gone for one of the first players that I think is a bit overrated because um, there's a lot of clubs linked with this guy. If Well, when Sheffield United go down, and that's Sandberg or Burge. Yeah, that's what I've got as well. I've also got him in 19th. Yeah, I think there was a lot of hype when they first signed him. Um, and I just don't think he's lived up to it. And he's one of the only ones that's sort of linked or wanted by Premier League clubs when Sheffield United eventually do move into the championship. Um, yeah. But his stats are, are horrific as well. It's it's not just a feeling. His got the worst amount of recoveries which I think is sort of like when the ball is just under no one's possession he's the least per 90 with 8.14 and then he's got the least amount of interceptions per 90 and out of this list and the second least amount of uh, tackles as well so the, the three things that you want from your the main things you want from your defensive midfielder is bottom or second bottom in all of those areas so yeah there's just no argument for him really yeah, I agree completely. I, I think he's overrated as hell. You know, he was sort of a, a nice signing for Sheffield. I think they got him in January last season, didn't they? Yeah. When um, 
you know, things were going a lot better. But, you know, so he's only really played half a good season. And uh, I seem to believe that they got a bit worse after Christmas, Sheffield United. Uh, yeah, Sheffield United. So, I just think he's overrated and not the best, really. I don't know if he's overrated or if he's joined a team that's low in confidence. And and that's the thing, like, if you're joining a new club, they didn't really kick off the season very well. <laughs> yeah, been an It'd be interesting to see how he does in the Championship because then he might improve. But, yeah, I agree with you all. He is pretty overrated at the moment. He's so, not... would you think, Craig, he'd be better in a better team? Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Because I think but... he came from, like, the Pro League in Belgium, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I think he's one of these players that we might hear of here and there in the future. I think he's going to yeah. improve, but he'll never be, like, amazing. I think he's just going to be one of these players that you hear of. Yeah, I don't know like a, one, of, one of those players that will just... Well, yeah, if he stays in England, he'll be one of those players that will be... Uh, either consistently relegated and then consistently promoted. He's probably about that level. But then people are interested for a reason. So some some of the bigger or better sides have have seen something to interest them at least. All right, let's go on to 18th then. Uh, I'll start then because I haven't started yet. Yeah. Uh, I've gone for another overrated player in my eyes anyway. Uh, Westwood from Burnley. Really yeah. don't don't know what to say about him, but I would not really argue that he's actually that good. I think he's overrated, and I don't even think he's actually supposed to be a centre defensive mid. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think he's that overrated because I I also have him there. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you, you've he's... also all got him in the same place. Yeah. Have you got Westwood in there as well, Craig? No, I've got him further up. Okay, fair enough. Um, I've got Berg in the same place, but would all agree he was overrated. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was trying to say, sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I I think he's just uh, an average... He's he's like all the Burnley players. There's not many Burnley players that are going to be that high up the list. He does his job. He works hard. Um. And that's it. He, he probably puts in a six, seven out of ten every week. That's yeah. that's that's what he's at. And for a defensive midfielder, there's it's difficult to be anything special. Um, but his tackles are the least uh, per ninety in this, with zero point six nine. So he's not even making a tackle a game, and yeah, uh, that's poor. And his pressures as well at the bottom of this list with three point four two, which is not, not great. The best. Yeah, I think. Well, who have you put in 18th, by the way, Craig? I I think I think with Westwood, he's with he's realistically he's not he's not really a CDM, is he? He's more of a centre mid. Yeah. But with the way Burnley play, they have two um two of their midfield players sat back. Yeah. Which is probably why they don't have much pressure either, because they do like to just Yeah, yeah. Absorb. Yeah. Um so yeah, I think probably like if if you looked at his Partner, his partner probably has more tackles and stuff, and more headers won. Um, but I think he's just there to sort of get the ball and just spread it out. Yeah, and in fairness to him, he's dribbled past 0.91 times a game, which is third off the people on this per ninety. So, I mean, that's 
that's something. If you're uh, taking that much pressure and you're not getting dribble pass very often, then that is true. That, he's got something. Fun fact as well. I used to know somebody who uh, was related to him. That is very fun. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Good to know everyone. <laughs> there you go. If you were interested. Uh, who did you have, Craig? So this is 18th, isn't it? Uh-huh. Yeah. I have Reed. Oh, is that is that Bobby Reed you've got in there? Or is that Harrison? <laughs> no, I think I'm gonna have to go Bobby. I'm <laughs> sure Bobby Reed would do a better job at CDM. All right. <laughs> Leave it alone. Oh god. Yeah, I just don't I just don't rate Reed at all to be honest. I don't know. It's hard with these people that are that are low down the list. They're just they just do a role for their team. That, mm. There's not much you can really analyze into them because he doesn't do anything fancy. He doesn't really spread passes or anything. Can but I he, ask? He's if it, just there. If it wasn't Reed and it was Lamina, yeah, would you have had him yeah. higher? Uh, no. Would you have had him lower? Uh, possibly. Well, it depends. Wait, well, I've got him. I've got Reed still to go. Um. I don't know. Well, you said you said earlier you don't like Fulham's midfield, but I have watched a lot of Fulham, as we know, for some reason. I just say, always watch Fulham. He calls himself a QPR fan. Um, and I think Fulham's midfield is the best thing about Fulham. Um, I think Reed, Lamina and Anguisa is a really good midfield three. Um, and I, I did think... kind of think that after I said it and just sort of thought, nobody, I hope nobody brings yeah, it up. And I think, I mean... Craig, Craig said he doesn't do anything special, and that's true. He's he's a tidy player, and he'll he'll sort of rat around and mop up any of the bits and pieces, and he'll sort of turn turn defense into attack. But he won't won't do anything more than that. Um, out, of, out of those three, he's definitely the 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 most boring as well. But I think he's I think he's quite. Like I I mentioned him even with the the England. Uh, uncapped players because in that position there's not a lot of English players uh, in that position it's like an out and out defensive midfielder and, and I think really yeah, I, could I, name you, I could name you three right now go on then Phillips Rice Henderson uh, yeah but I said un- uncapped Uncaps. oh yeah well <laughs> never mind um but yeah, anyway, I'll. I think he's solid. But yeah, he's not. He's not that much higher than that, so it's not that much of a shock. Fair enough. Number seventeen. Number seventeen. Go on. We'll go back to you, Craig. You go first. I mean, I've gone with Hayden. Oh. I I yes. just I don't know for some reason his name is always like stuck in my head whenever I think of like a CDM. But I don't know if that's just because I always watch him play or if he's just garbage when I watch him play and it's just traumatised me. See, this is kind of where I had a bit of a gap now. Like, I've got those that are out of the way. Oh, maybe 17th. I've got Livermore in 17th. Like, I don't think he's half as bad as you two sort of made him sound out. I just think he's unlucky that he's... I think he's quite loyal to West Brom and I think if he was to move on, he would actually be a better player. Uh, I also quite like what he brings to the club with his, well, just how like, I just like what he brings to the club in the way that he's the captain and he's uh, quite demanding and vocal. 
But again, I, I don't know if he's an out and out centre defensive mid. Because this guy was on a, this guy not too long ago was sort of crawling around the England squad. I don't, I can't remember if he made it in. I think he might. I, I feel like he must, he must have a cap, surely. Yeah, yeah, probably. I think if he was to move somewhere else, he'd be better. But I don't think there's a, a big enough gap to put him any higher. Yeah, I, I that's that's. It's one of these things where, like, quite a lot of these people low down in the list. If maybe if they're in better teams, they'd actually get more praise. Yeah, yeah. I, I think looking at it from fourteenth to twentieth, if you swapped them, wouldn't make that much. Any of them, but yeah, the difference isn't huge. It's it's, it's from thirteenth for, for me that the players were were would be considered like. I don't know, transfer targets for perhaps if they went to a bigger side, you wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. But these, these are all just solid players who get the job done um, yeah. and that's it, really. And then when when I get to 13th, then it's players that have a bit more to their game, doesn't it? Yeah, a bit more pizzazz and stuff. Yeah. Um, all right, well, who have you gone for a 17th then, Luke? I have Luka Milovievich. Really? I thought you'd have him way higher. Yeah, I used to love him. Um, yeah, oh, but man. I don't anymore. I oh, watched no. him. I watched him a few times uh, recently, and I just think he's so poor. Um, he's slow to get to everything. He's, he's Palace's captain, and um, I think he's one of those captains who's playing because he's captain, um, and that's and and that's it. I don't I don't think he offers that much. Um, he just there's so many often times where he's just too slow to the ball and he makes a silly foul just because he reacted too slowly and I mean on the stats there's no area that he's either in the top three or the bottom three which is solid ish uh, average at best but um, yeah I just don't rate him whenever I've watched him I just think he's really poor at the moment alright fair enough well we'll come back to him in a bit uh, so far, we've only got one person in the same position. All, all of us, that is. Um, who have you got in 16th, Luke? You go next. Uh, I've now got Harrison Reed. <laughs> not Bobby Reed. Not Bobby Reed. He did not come into my mind at all at this point. Um, yeah, I just think, like I said earlier, he's a he's a very tidy player. He's, he's passing is solid. He's... Uh, Defending is solid, and you think he could be in lurking around an England call-up if, if if there was an injury crisis, just because the positions aren't that. So if Hendo and Rice are still injured, right? Because they are yeah. both injured at the moment, and they they don't make it back in time. Are you calling him first? Uh, Not necessarily to play, but to come along. It would, well, it would probably be um, Eric Dyer, wouldn't it? Probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as well, I think he's just like a really good. He, he sniffs sniffs out the ball in the midfield, um, and bit he's a, bit third, of a rat. Yeah, third in the most recoveries. So the loose balls, he's he's picking them up. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah. Um, okay, I'll go. We're on sixteen, aren't we? Yeah. Sixteenth for me. I've gone for Douglas Louise. Really? This is the bit. This is the big gap when it comes to quality from 17th to 16th. I don't think this guy's bad at all. But wow. I actually don't think he's incredible at all. 
either. Hence, so I put him a bit lower. Like, I was shocked when they when Villa first signed him last season, I think it was, wasn't it? And yeah. uh, I think they paid quite a lot for him as well. Because I think he'd just come from City, but not really managed to play at City very much. I think he'd been on loan as well. Yeah. I don't think he's bad by any means, but I actually just don't think he's great. And I, I think Villa don't really... I don't know. They've just got a really weird midfield in my eyes. Like it's really good going forward, but defensively, it's not the best. Hmm. I'm surprised. I'm not that surprised, but I'm a little bit surprised. You can't have him much higher. Well, 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 he's a few. I, I yeah. have him like two or three higher, to be fair. Where, who have you got 16th then, Greg? I've got Romeo. Romeo. Champions League winner, man. <sighs> yeah, but I don't know. He's literally, he's just a solid player. You know, if, if a ball goes up, he's going to win the head. Like, yeah. if, if someone goes to dribble, if he's not getting the ball, he's going to take the man at least. Yeah, so, that's absolutely right. I don't know how many cards he has, but he, it feels like he's got too many. Like, <laughs> he's just, I feel like if, if he was in front of your defence, you'd trust him. Yeah, you you wouldn't want to play against him just because you'd be scared you're going to get battered at some point. Yeah, he's an absolute brute. And I feel he like there's not enough of those in the game anymore. But he, he does a job for Southampton. And it, it allows mm. players like um, James Will Prowse to just move a bit forward when you've got someone like that. That's exactly Yeah, because especially, especially in a 4 4 2, which they tend to play, um, you see the amount of contributions that Ward Prowse is getting. And Considering he's the only support to Romeo defensively in the midfield, then he's got to do a lot of the work. Yeah, I agree. Have you got okay. Him, uh, well, I had a uh, Dougie Louise in sixteenth. Uh, yeah, I don't I, honestly. I don't think he's bad by any means, but I just think that the guys higher up have, have proved a bit more, maybe. Fair and enough. I've, and I've seen more of. Okay, let's go to 15th then. Yes. 15th for me was uh, the Crystal Palace defensive midfielder, Milo Jovojevic. I can't say it. Luka, yeah. I'm going to refer to him for now. Um, this is a bit like what I said for Jake Livermore, as in what he's brought to Palace. Uh, over the years, he's been solid, but he's never really hit the heights of being the best player at Palace or, you know, never even had like a standout season, like you say, Luke, where he's been like really good, you know, like like we've seen with some of the other options here. He's just sort of average at most and never really got any better. But, you know, I think he brings a lot to Palace as, as the captain, you know. He's the man they give the penalties to and he's been there for, for a while. And Palace have had him for a while and they've managed to stay in the league for about, I don't know how long they've been here, but a while. Yeah, I just think he's solid. You know, don't really hear much from him, which is good because he doesn't make much mistakes. But at the same time, doesn't really do anything incredible. Yeah, that's fair enough. Like I said, the, the I think Louise is the only one for you that's not in my fourteenth to twentieth, but not anyone in from those. Like, if you had the person that I've got in fourteenth, twentieth, I wouldn't be that surprised because they all do a similar job. Yeah. Um, so where are we? 15th. We're in 15th. Um, yeah. 
who I've got is Isaac Hayden. Um, right. Who I, I actually had Harrison Reed ahead of him initially, okay. um, but then I changed it because the stats are better for Hayden and I can't ignore the stats. Um, <laughs> he's got a golden stat, which is, which is a bonus. Um, that means he's dribbled past the least out of anyone in this list per game. 0.88 and his interceptions also the third most uh, in this list so yeah he's solid um, but I think he offers less um, than like from his passing sense and his pass completion is the third worst on this list um, yeah. and his passing into the final third or the second worst um, so that in that direction not ideal but his his main role is to defend, and at that, he's solid. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Craig, who have you got in fifteenth, mate? I went for Westwood. Westwood. And and the only reason I actually put him up this high was because I have like this image in my head of just him touching the ball down from really high once. And <laughs> when I was picking this list, I just thought, Do you know what, I just got to stick him higher than the others. Uh, one of the biggest reasons he just so he's got a good first touch Burnley are just horrendous right oh. really they're just a boring team to watch aren't they yeah and uh, Westwood's unfortunately just boring to watch as well fair enough like every player on that team so I, I just they, they get results he does his job it's a win-win to be honest <laughs> All right. Yes. All right. So let's go on to 14th then. This is where we're allegedly saying there could be a bit of a gap. Yeah, well, this this is my last one of the bottom. bottom right, okay, sorry. So so I, so I, this is, yeah, this is my final one that I think offers defensively that. And that's, that's it. But I think he's got the best ability out of the people that only offer defensive. All right, output. cool. Um, Oriel Romeo. Right. Um, he's got a golden stat as well. Most recoveries, fourteen point four per game. Um, which, if I look at it, how much? It's not that much. In that, okay, never mind. But yeah, it's it's the best. So yeah. uh, that's great. And his tackles, unsurprisingly, are third. Um, he loves to tackle. And he's won the Champions League. He's won a Champions League. Um, but, but yeah, the the tackles um, are third best. But then dribble past third worst. So. He does love a tackle, but maybe loves it too much, and he's he's getting beaten a few times as well. But yeah, like I say, best best of the best of the limited players. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've gone for um, R- Romeo in thirteenth, so I guess I'll talk about him a bit now, just so we don't have to keep coming back to the same person. Um, I I think he's he does a job that nobody else can really do at Southampton, and um, part of the stint that they've is gone badly for them this season, you know, when they lost nine games in a row or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, I think that was partly down to him and Ward-Prowse not necessarily being together all the time because he was filling in at right back, I believe, as well. Not Romeo Ward-Prowse. Yeah. So I really think he's just... this. Both of them are pivotal to Southampton's system, really. Considering yeah, yeah. they only play two in the midfield. So, well, central midfield. Which I think majority of the rest of the teams play at least three. Yeah. So I think he's vital, really, and I just think he's quite good, really. If anything, I think that I'm not like you two. I think from 
I think it's 20th to maybe 15th is my gap of they're the rubbish ones and then up are all decent at least. Yeah. But yeah, I put Hay- uh, I put Hayden in 14th though. Pretty similar okay. to you. I actually think he's quite good. I think if he was to go to a bigger team, he would be a lot better. But part of the problem I have with Newcastle is they don't score enough, which is their problem in my eyes. And um, when when Hayden's not in the team, I think they struggle more because their defence isn't brilliant by any means. So I actually would argue that he's one of the better defenders at the club. Well, better at defending. But like you said, Luke, he doesn't really offer much going forward, which, you know, CDMs don't necessarily have to do that. But I think there's a lot in this team that offer a lot more than Hayden does. Yeah. Would you say Hayden probably, he drops back into the the back two more? So it ends up being more like a back three? I don't know, because I think Newcastle sometimes play three at the back. So yeah. then they'd have four at the back, which is quite a lot. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I think he does. He's probably their a pivotal player in their system, and I think when he's not there, they struggle because they haven't got someone who can cover. Like Southampton with Romeo, there's nobody who else plays that position. Yeah. Who did you go for in a fourteenth, Craig? I went. Ah, oh, I, I might regret this one, but. Um, is it Basuma, the, the Brighton guy? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So, he, what, he's been in the Prem for like three years now? Uh, probably the first two. I don't know. He, he, people knew of him, but I feel like this season he has blown up. Yeah. But, I, I like watching Brighton play. I like I like watching him. But I always feel like he's more... He's more of a uh, bringing the ball forward kind of player and passing. Yeah, I was shocked than... to see him in the uh, CDM thing, really. I thought he was more progressive. Yeah, that is true, to be fair. And that's a good point. If you if you were... Because I've got Basuma quite high, partly because of my um, Brighton bias, partly because I like Basuma. Um But yeah, the problem with Brighton is they don't tend to have an out-and-out defensive midfielder, so I sort of just needed somebody to put in here. Yeah, for them. Basuma, yeah. So maybe I've gone on Basuma's quality, but if I'm going on Basuma's ability to play as a probably a defensive midfielder on his own, then you're probably spot on, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair. I didn't know what my option was as to who to put in this list for Brighton, because they, they all, again, play with a three or a five. So the two central midfielders are not... Um, required to do that much defensive work as they are, but more sort of box to box defensive work rather than like a like the rest below them that we've said already. Mm. I definitely think he could play there. Like he's definitely got the pass into his game. And he definitely if if you needed someone from that midfield to just get the ball and just bring it forward, he's probably the one to do it. Um he reminds me of Fabinho in a way. Uh Fabinho even. Uh I don't know. He, he's just got that. He's just got that range of passing, and he always seems to like when someone pressures him. He always seems to manage to get the ball away from him and to someone else on his team, which not many players can actually do. Yeah. So I rate I rate him, but 
not enough. So he's going to have to stick 14th for me. Fair enough. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so I've already given it away. I went for Romeo in 13th. Who did you guys go? I have gone for uh, Douglas Louise now. All right. I, I did um, think this could be... This This is where Luke says the gap is, though, in terms of... Yeah this, yeah, this is my turn of the page. Wait, so, Craig, who are, who have we swapped? Because you've obviously got Basuma in your bottom from 14th down, but Luke, you've not... Uh, Craig doesn't use Mirovic. Yeah, not. yeah. Um, Craig loves a penalty. Milivojevic, because I, I don't know, I just like his free kicks and penalties, but we'll get on to that. Yeah. Have you okay. gone for him in 13th, Craig? Uh, I've got Louise in 13th as well. All right. All right. Um, yeah, I, I think he's really good. Um, again, it's a difficult one. He's not your. He's not like a number six, a traditional going to hold down the fort in defensive midfield. Um, but in a pairing, I think he's very good. Um, he's still young, still got more to prove. Uh, he's been linked with moves back, not to City, but back to back away from Villa to go to better clubs. Um, yeah. There's not really a standout stat for him, but I do think he's a really good all-round midfielder, similar to Basuma, to be honest. Um, I rate Basuma higher. Um, but, yeah, I, I think he's got a bit of everything, but just not, and again, a difficult one to put in this list because he's not a proper defensive midfielder, but nothing good, with, not nothing uh, horrific in any of the stats that suggest that he couldn't be. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. All right, so now we're on to... Uh, unless Craig wants to talk about Louise. I, I just think he's got so much potential and the fact he's he's shown it. And and you just watch Villa and I feel like they've come on so many strides, like leaps and strides. Like, I don't know. I, they look more comfortable when he's playing. They look like they can just... I think that's fair. Like, you know, when Marvin and Camber's playing, I had to check his whole name in because it's so good. Um is definitely a lack, a drop in quality. He's a lot of Villa fans who I've spoke to say he is awful. Nakamba. I think he has been, but I think in the recent since Grealish has gone, I think he's um, come in a few times and not been too bad. But I think everyone for Villa has sort of had to step up their game in the in the loss of Grealish. They've sort of had to sort of dig in a bit more. Yes. Um, go a bit more of the defensive side. So I think when now that they've sort of got a bit more freedom or not or no less freedom to attack and they, they sort of just got one option to defend. Now the defensive players sort of showing their good parts of their game a bit, I guess. Fair enough. Okay, groovy. Right, we'll go on to 12 then. Um, who wants to kick us off? I'll take, I'll take the reins. All right, you go, bud. Um, this is probably one of my biggest shocks. Um, Anson of a player that I wish I'd thought of for the overrated uh, podcast. Um, and that's Alan. 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 Good old Alan. Um, he's got I a golden stat. you said that because I've done the exact same. Ah, fair enough. Um, I think when Everton signed that trio um, of Rodriguez, Decore and Alan, we thought they have a really good midfield free set. And that's true. I, I don't disagree with it. I think, And I don't think Alan's bad. Um, it's just, I, I think all of the, like I say, the, the 13 up are all really good midfielders. Um, 
So, and I think he is one. But I think out of the three Everton have got, he's the offers the least. Um, he's got a good life. I agree with you completely. I think he's very overrated. You know, like everyone's like, "Oh yeah, look, we got him from we got him from Napoli. That's great." Yeah, but if he was so pivotal to to Napoli, you wouldn't have got him for half as much. No, sorry, you'd have got him for way more than you did, or you wouldn't have even bothered because this is a team challenging for Europe. I don't think he's actually that good. I think Decore was probably a better signing. That was more impressive in my eyes, anyway. Um, I think they play pretty similar roles, don't they? Yeah, I think Alan's more of it focused on the defensive side and, and like Craig was saying about Basuma, Decor is more of a he can carry the ball more. Yeah. I just I don't think Alan's particularly great. Um I, I think he I think that's a little bit I think he's good at what he does and like he, the successful pressures. Um so the amount of times you put in pressure on players bef- um successfully is the highest on this list and it's more than one clear of second place and second and third place in the successful pressures are the people that I've got ranked one and two. Yeah. So in that, it's great. Um, that also leads to him getting double pass more than anybody else on this list, um, which is a negative. He's got the second. Well, least... Alan's the one who gets dribble pass the most. Yeah. 2.66 again. Um, and his aerial jewels, and, and it's harsh to judge an aerial jewels on these. He's short Japanese. Yeah, exactly. Because you've got some people that are Massive. cool and winning everything, and and then you've got players like Allen or Kante, and just players that this not necessarily their job to win the headers. But I just yeah. thought I'd mention it because this is so far off the the bottom. So the second worst is thirty point eight percent of their aerial jewels won, and that's. Uh, Ashley Westwood, who's a short guy as well. Yeah. Um, and Adam has won 9.1% oh. of aerial jewels. So it's like 21. Yeah, so it's 21%. No, 20, 20 but it's 20%, 21%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, less than second worst. And I know he's small, so it's harsh, but I just thought I'd mention it because it's such a big gap to even second bottom. But... Yeah, realistically, if, you, if you've if you got a CDM, you'd probably want more than 9% as well in that. Yeah, I mean, that's not why I've got him as low well as I have. But that, I, I, I just thought it was a, a the gap. I've never seen a gap between stats so big between two positions before. I do think he's overrated, though. I will agree with you there. Yeah. All right, cool. Craig, do you want to go for who you've got in 12? Oh, I went Milivojevic. All right, cool. Yeah. Couldn't really get him get him up higher. Would be That'd an be Aaron, Aaron Cresswell situation. <laughs> I just I just think Milivojevic, he's, he's, he's not really a traditional. He's a bit like Romero in a way. He's he's a bit of a dirty player. But yeah. he has, he's got a good kick on him. He, he can score penalties. You can rely on him. But I don't know. Is that really important for a CDM? Uh, uh, I think it's part of the game. I think if you're, I mean, if you look at like Man City, their penalty record is poor. So, and if you look at Milivojevic, and if you put like Man City's penalty record with Palace and the amount of points that that would have lost them, then they could well have gone down in previous seasons or even this season without that. Yeah. So, in terms of the points he wins, he could in previous seasons he's been crucial. Whether or not that's related to the performance or just the fact that he's very, very good at penalties, that's still 
bottom. It's still part of his game and still part of why he's in the team because he's reliable and he's going to score every penalty. And he might win you a few points with free kicks during the season as well. Mm. Fair enough. Okay, we'll go on to 11th then. Okie doke. Mm, I'm going to go Neves. Okay. Um, it was the the uh, 10th and 11th of me. But actually, no, I'm not going to go for Neves. I'm going to go for Basuma. This okay. is that I've really been struggling. I think defensively, Neves is better than Basuma because I've always had the opinion that Basuma's more progressive. Yeah, so that's true. Primarily on defensive, I've, I think Basuma's worse. And I do think Neves isn't bad. But at the same time, neither of them tend to be the out-and-out CDMs. Do you know what I mean? Just because I don't really think either of their teams play with that. Both teams usually use five at the back. I know Wolves have been trying to escape that this season. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think that... Um, we'll go to Basuma then. I like him. I think he's probably going to... If Brighton was to somehow mess up and go down, he would definitely be snapped up by a European team for certain. Uh, I think he's got a really bright future ahead of him and I quite like him, really. Fair enough. Um, obviously, he's higher for me. He plays Brian, so of course he is. Uh, I'll get on to him later. Okay, cool. Uh, who have you gone for 11th, though? Uh, I've got... Um, this one was difficult. This guy was a lot higher at the start of my list. Um, and, I, and I thought he was... Or I think he is having a really good season. Um I definitely think he surprised me at how good he is, but he's still 11th. <laughs> okay, um, and that's Scott McTominay. Oh, Jesus. Uh, which I think he is good. And this and prior to this season, I didn't rate him at all. But this season, he's he's come on leaps and bounds. Um, and I think he's proved that he's that, He's the best defensive midfielder at Man United and he's perhaps the only one that's capable of playing that role on his own because you look, if Matic is playing, there will always be Fred and if, yeah. and, and vice versa. And obviously, if Pogba's having to play in that midfield role deeper, then they'll have to play another one. But I think in the future, they would possibly be able to just stick with the one pivot of McTominay and then have two people, uh, a Pogba and a... Either side mean, of him. Yeah, Um so I, I think he is good and he's definitely developed and I think he'll continue to develop. But I just think the top 10 are players that I'd rather have in my team than him. Um, and he hasn't got any stats that suggest that I'm completely outrageous for saying that. Um, so if his stats aren't telling me that I'm wrong, then I'm not going to change my decision. Okay, fair enough. Well, it's weird that you say that because I've gone exactly the same person. Jesus, am I? I, I don't ben, know. Scott McTominay, that sounds right. I, I think he's he's crucial to the way Man United do play. When when he seems to play, they just seem a lot more secure and they seem more forward. They they they're more on the front front foot when he uh, he's back there. So I think he's just like Luke said. I think he's just he's there, but does he make it? Into the top ten for me, probably not. All right, fair enough. Oh, the highlight one. That's cool. Into the top ten we go then. Into the top ten. I'll start. Well, I've already started. I've gone for Neves in tenth. Um, a bit like Basuma, but probably better defensively. 
Um, I think he brings quite a lot to Wolves as well. He's definitely one of their better players. Again, if Wolves were to have some sort of nightmare, he'd definitely be one of the first names who'd you know be snapped up immediately. Um, The only thing I've put him so low is because again, everybody else on the list is list. I'd I'd argue is out and out centre defensive mid now, and is probably better at defence. But you know, Nevers does bring quite a lot. I think it was quite a shock though that you know everybody was raving about him not scoring in over a year. Um, yeah, he's not even the penalty taker when well Raul when he's there would be I guess. Yeah, but um, the fact that everybody was sort of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he's not scored in over a year, sort of implies that he isn't overly defensive because he usually gets a goal, and when he scores, I think he scored like twenty four goals or something. Twenty three of them have come out from outside the box. Yeah, there was a stat flying around at some point that was the uh, case. So, I just I think he's quite good. Um, I think he's definitely the hype for him's piped down a bit after his season in the championship and first season in the Prem. But yeah, I just I think he's quite good. And he's, if he's to stick at Wolves, which it wouldn't surprise me, but it would surprise me at the same time. Um, I think he could turn into something really, really good and just solid. And I think he'll be in Portugal's team for the Euros. Yeah. I guess he's been in the pre the recent uh, squads. I'm not too sure to be honest, but I'd I'd put him in there. Fair enough. Um, I completely agree. Have you got him in ten? I have indeed. Oh, brilliant. Um, the next two, him and the one above him, are players that again they don't have any golden stats. They don't have any silver stats. They don't have any bronze stats. But they also don't have any of the bottom three stats. Trash. Um, so they are just solid. Um, Nevers, I think, like you say, definitely right that the hype has, has died down since he sort of broke onto the scene in England with that incredible season in the Championship and yeah. Wolves' first incredible season in the Prem. Um, but yeah, I just think he's yeah he's a solid midfielder. He offers a little bit of everything. Um, his passing's good. Um, and yeah, like I say, he's, he's not, Quite any outstanding stats on this defensive midfield stats that I've got, but that's like you say, it's he's not your traditional defensive midfielder. Um, like yeah. if you were, if you were to play a, a four-two-three-one, like the formation that we will when we when we design this rankings, uh, if that makes sense, um, he would be the second one if we had to choose, I guess. Um, yeah. But yeah, I've got him tenth because I think he's quite good. This is for me where there's a, a massive step, definitely. You know, top 10, top 10 for a reason. Uh, Craig, where have you gone for in 10th, mate? See, I went Allen. All right, okay. Oh, that's right. I, just, I don't know. I, I, I don't think he fits in Ever- in Everton system. Because whenever I watch them, there seems to be scenarios where he's pressing on his own. Yeah. And when he presses, there's just it just leaves a massive gap in between the defence and the midfield and the majority of the time it just they just end up going like they either play a ball straight into that space or they'll just like take it past him but I think if, if they can sort that out I think they could probably use his best talents a bit more effectively but at the mm-hmm. moment I just don't think the club's playing good football either so yeah that's true. 
I think with Everton as well, they've been quite on off this season. Yeah, hundred um, Started off really well, and but you'd still like still looking at them now. You, you'd rather not play them, you know, just because of what they can do. Yeah, but it's just like you don't know what you don't know what you're gonna get when you when you're playing Everton. You exactly. could come up against them one week and can they've so they drew draw to Fulham recently, and then they'll the game at Anfield was just they were absolutely sensational in that game. Yeah, exactly. It's like they've got a bit more of a way to go, and I could see Alan dropping out. I think he's one of the weaker members of that team. Like, I think in, in terms of like you know what in the position that they play, he's one of the weaker players. Really, like I think he'd probably be you could replace him and get something better. Really, I think the really problem is as well is they don't have depth. So no. their starting eleven is very very strong. In most positions, if not all, but after that, it's very weak. And and we've seen Tom Davis actually to be one of those players off the bench, come yeah. into come into almost like the twelfth player that's able to step in when Alvin's not there or someone's not there. Um, he's weak as well. I'd say he's even worse. Um, I really don't like. Yeah, I don't think either of them are that bad. Um, no, and I I, I don't really I just don't like him at all. Not like off the pitch. Well, I don't like him off the pitch either, but I just don't think he's brilliant at all. I thought prior to the season he was very poor, but this season I think he's definitely come on a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I just yeah, I, I agree. Everton are hot and cold, and it's also it's the first season in the Premier League, so yeah, maybe you know, maybe we'll see more next season. And I, and I think we will from Everton in general. I think that's a project, and I think they will. There'll be another one that's slowly year on year improving. Um, they always the seem to make quite a few signings, though, don't they? Do you remember? Do you know what I mean? Like, like a few yeah. years ago, they they made like I don't know, it's like five. I don't know. Like, I think it's just um... they've had like a lot of the start of the rebuilds, but they've had to continue to start the rebuild over again. But now they've got Ancelotti, and I think the signings they made this summer were good. I think Alan is a good signing too. Um, so I think. The plan is that this is the actual start of the real, real rebuild, the, not a, not a rebuild under Allardyce, not a re- rebuild under Coman or whoever else. I can't think, or not a rebuild under Marco Silva. This is the one that they trust, and this is the plan that's going to go forward for the next five years or so. Yeah, I think they finally got a, a class manager as well. Like, I think there's a gap in in the in the quality of the managers they've had, um, and this is the he's just. I think the problem was that he w- they could make the signings, but they just weren't playing like they were. Like had a few flops. Guilford yeah. Sigurdsson comes to mind. Um, Michael Keane's probably only come on this season. I'd argue. I think you've chosen two poor examples. <laughs> right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, like the f- first one that comes to my mind is David Klassen. Yeah, um, that's that's a good one too. But yeah, it was more like the the Marco Silva era and, and those kind. Of, and, and to be fair, the Sigurdsson fee is a, is is high, but I think he's popped up with some crucial goals and a lot of goals. Um, and he's captain of Everton at, at times, so he Ancelotti obviously likes him and he's got something about him. And but yeah, you are right. There's been a lot of dodgy transfers, but now that they've got Ancelotti, I think this I think season has been hard. Getting players to play as much as signing new ones. Yeah. Not me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's go for a ninth then, yeah? Yeah. 
Uh, Craig, you haven't started in a while. Oh, I won't be nervous. I feel uh, like I'm one behind you all every time. Why do you sound so disappointed? I won't be nervous. I mean, there's not much more we can say about him, really. He's just... He's first, especially his first two seasons in the Prem, he literally... He looked like one of the best CDMs in the Prem at the time. Probably who else was there? Like Kante, like challenging him. Right. But, I don't know. When you see one of his like thirty-yard shots just flying top bins, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think as well. So much more. He's exciting, um, and he was exciting when he came on the scene. And his performances probably haven't leveled off, or they've just stayed at the same level. But people have just not been watching him as much as when he first came, and everyone was talking about him. His he probably hasn't dropped. But it's just the people like, are always looking for something new, and he just hasn't. Yeah, that he yeah, has exactly. Okay, cool. Um, um, Luke, do you want to go for your ninth? Yes, I have got Calvin Phillips. I've got Calvin Phillips. So have I. What? You oh, you've got you've got Richard Nevers. How have you got Calvin Phillips? No, no, no. I was just, I just thought I'd just add it in, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> This feels harsh putting him this low, I think. But um I've had to because I just don't think I've seen enough yet. I kind of would argue he's a bit overrated. Uh, yeah. Primarily because of the champion like when you're the best player in the championship and you come into the Prem. And he uh, wasn't the best player in the championship because Birias he was there as well. Sorry. Second best player in the no. He's one of the he was one of the better players in the championship, you know. One of the the bigger boys, it's definitely yeah. names, and um, I don't think he's been bad at all. I think he's had a really good first season in the Prem, and Leeds definitely seem to struggle when he's not around. But I just don't think he's on the level of the rest yet. Yeah, I mean, when when we're getting into where are we ninth? Like, yeah. you've you've got the top. Well, I haven't actually got all the top six clubs left, but. The clubs and the players, the calibre of the players that are above him and around him are very, very good players. So it's not like ninth is bad. Just because it looks like mid-table, it doesn't mean that's that's still very. It's still a very good position if you look at the players that he's above. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that's fair. But, I yeah, think- I, I think there's a lot. Almost like. Um, Neves, when he first came on the scene, there was a lot of hype around him for for different reasons. I'd say they're not particularly similar players. Um, But yeah, I I think he's solid. The hype is a lot. Um, I think he deserves an England call-up and and a start, providing that Henderson's not back. Uh, And I think he proved that in the international break. Um, Is he as good as the hype? Probably not, but can he be? Definitely. See, I kind of think like before this, before like if we'd done this at the start of the season, he'd definitely be a bit lower on my list yeah. personally. Anyway, I think he has sort of proved to me like oh he's not necessarily overrated, look not as overrated as he is at the moment to me. Yeah, no, I mean like we've seen players come in from the championship and struggle. Yeah, he's lived up to the hype, kind of. Yeah, I don't think he's any. I think ninth is as high as I could put him really. I think probably yeah. a turning point was when he was called up for England. Yeah. yeah. It was sort of like a... It was a moment where it was like... He had to prove himself. 
because if there was a little bit, is he just overrated or is he actually quality? I'd probably say that's still there a little bit, but he's probably he's definitely helped himself uh, with the way he played for England. Yeah, definitely will have. I I just I do think Leeds struggle when he's not in the team. However, uh, I don't think he's the best on the list by far, and I'd rather have the other eight. Okay. Where are we now? We're in eighth. Number eight. Luke, please tell me who you've got in eighth. Please. Well, it, it's uh, it's Brighton time. It, it's what Brighton time. Yeah, I couldn't uh, couldn't boost boost him any higher. Um, the Brighton boys always always good in my books. Um, and Basuma is another one. Um, yeah, I may have rated him quite high in in terms of what Craig said about him earlier that he's not your traditional defensive midfielder um, and Brighton don't really have one um, but I think he's just very very good he carries the ball extremely well defensively he's solid um, his aerial duels um, are good. third best percentage in this list with 61.5% really? he's not um, the tallest person either is he? Is, yeah I think he I don't know I reckon he's probably like 6 foot that would be my guess but I have no idea I always thought he was quite short. Um, um, but yeah, I think he's just got a bit of everything about him. Um, uh, yeah, he's got a bit. I will see him either, in my prediction, surge into European positions with Brighton or he'll just be picked off by a European team. Um, so basically, he'll be playing European football one way or another. I think yeah. he's very good. Um Oh, yeah, nice. that's about it. And and it was difficult for me. The, the Neves, Phillips, Basuma was my trio that I couldn't decide between. Um, and the only reason he was on top is because he had a gold, silver or a bronze stat and the other two didn't have any. A gold, bronze or silver stat like that. And he is bronze. So not and he's best. a Brighton player as well. The Brighton and player. And he gets, gets him a bit of help. All right. Uh, Craig, do you want to go on to a... Well, I chose Phillips. <laughs> So, Craig continues to be one. <laughs> yeah, the he's, Phillips is just yeah, as as I said before, he's just but he's definitely shown himself. I think next season, if he continues how he's going, he could be a lot, lot better. And it depends if like if Leeds Leeds aren't really playing the way they started the season, they they are definitely a bit more defensively strong. Um. So it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens next season with him. Fair enough. Uh, okay, I've put Scott McTominay in eighth, uh, which is three places higher than both of you two. Yes. Um. Again, I think I I think he's been really good this season. I know you didn't say he's been pants by anyway, but I think this has really been his best season that we've seen from him. I know it's quite easy to say since he's about twenty three, twenty two. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think United have got something really good there. And I can tell you now he won't be going anywhere, really. He's really developing into a good player. He seems very calm on the ball. Uh, I'd really not want to mess with him at all. He's huge. Um, And also, he scores a few goals as well, which is quite good, really. I think, honestly, you're looking at a future United captain. He's not that good, though, is he? I I really like him, and I hate. I like him, but he, that's that's a big. Well, you look at 
future United captain. That's Wayne Rooney levels of influence, Roy Keane levels of influence. Yeah, that's what I sort of see him as a, a bit more of a toned version of Roy Keane. Like, that's a big old comparison. That I, I'm not that saying as good as Roy Keane, and he doesn't offer the same thing in terms of. But he just sort of strikes me as someone who's going to be the captain in the future. Like, Fair enough, if that's right. He's going to be at United for like the whole career, presuming they don't drop off, obviously. And I think he could get that captain armband at some point. I, I, feel, yeah, like, I feel like United captains are always like, I don't know. I feel like they always have a big presence, not only in the game, but outside of the game. He has a huge presence. I've seen him live. I've seen him live like twice, and he was really good. Like you could hear him with fans. Oh, he's just really good. I I think he's really good. Anyway, fair enough. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're right, then you owe me a coke. I'll buy the coke if. But he needs to be club captain, not just make one captain appearance in the FA Cup because everybody else is not playing. <laughs> I'm not go. giving up on the smoke too easily. He needs more consistent games. Oh, yeah. if, he, if he's not made club captain by the time he retires, I'll buy you one. Okay, that's the deal. Yeah. I can confirm that top seven, not in the same order necessarily, but yeah. there are still seven players who nobody has used yet. Um, I'll go. Do I put in seventh? Before I say, this sounds harsh to me because I, I genuinely do think this guy is a is a is quite a, a bit of a step above the person who's in sixth. But from what I've seen this season, you can't get any higher, and that's Partey. Yeah, I just um, I think it's the same. Oh, great! Yeah, I really don't think the Arsenal system's suiting him well. Uh, we talked about this, Luke, a few weeks ago with um, our Arsenal rebuild. Yeah. He's definitely a player you want to keep around, but he's just not. Arsenal don't really seem to be playing to his strength at the moment. Yeah, he's he's enough one. He's had a bit. He's been an Everton player. He's been hot and cold. He's had good moments. He had bad moments. He's struggled with injuries. It's his first season in the Premier League. You've got to cut him a bit of slack. Um, yeah. He's been playing in an Atletico Madrid system, which is built for defensive solidity. Um, one of the best teams in the world. Yeah, and this, the system, Arsenal have not been horrific defensively, but the system is a lot less solid um, and he'll, walk, he'll have to do a lot more um, yeah. on his own than he would have at Atletico. So it is a, it is a big change. Um, and I agree, his, his performances this season... Can't merit him any higher. Um, yeah, he's. Um, I feel like you're saying he's sort of gone down a step from the teams that he's gone to. Probably, I don't know if you want more of a challenge or something, but that is exactly right in my eyes. I don't think that Arsenal play to his his system that he's used to. I don't think yeah. he's got enough time. I, I feel like yeah, yeah. He, he he hasn't had that many minutes, really, no. has he? No, like. That's why I like you. I feel like the whole club is developing to the new way that Arteta wants them to play. So I feel like every player probably doesn't really fit into that system at the moment. But 
you think there's a bit of a, a rebuild going on? Yeah, I mean, I I feel like everyone when you hit Arsenal, you think of a top team. Yeah. Um, and and you've seen it with quite a lot. Like you saw it with Liverpool, you saw it with Man United. Like you you do get those dips. You can't stay up there forever. Everyone dips down at some point, and I probably think this is their point. And they'll have like two or three rough seasons, but someone like Party, he's just quality. Like, yeah, I think when they signed Partey as well, it sort of showed that they've still got that authority in Europe to still get a big player, even despite them having a uh, a bit of a dip, like you say, Craig. And um, yeah, I really do think he's going to end up being. A really good signing for Arsenal. I think he, he's shown he's shown good signs. The only, the only bit that does make me worry about him is uh, that time that he got injured and he like went onto the sideline and then Arteta pushed him back on and they like scored. <laughs> I I'm just not. Ah, uh, if 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 another team's like attacking, I'm not going to the sideline if I'm injured. Like I'm staying there at the very least. Um, I think I, you've got to wait till the whistle's blown if you're really going to... Yeah, but if you're in a lot of pain... You can't have like... been in that much pain if you managed to walk over there. That's all I'm saying. Okay. He's questioning his motivation. It's not good enough, is it? Right? Yeah. I, I just don't like players that... I don't know. I, 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 if, I always feel like if a player's not willing to like take one for the shirt, then is he Crazy. really there... To, to play or is he there for the money? Me and Luke have both played six aside with you many a time and you are the exact example of that, to be fair. You'd be limping around and you still just chuck your head at something to get in the way. High standards. Winning mentality. That's what I thought. Right? <laughs> we did not win a lot, Craig. That <laughs> not uh, yeah, it definitely could have been better. Not going to lie to you. Uh, but okay, so we've all got Partey. I reckon we've all got the same in sixth as well. Oh, do you oh, now? Do... Is it another person who's new to their team? Yeah. Not necessarily new to the league? Yeah, uh, I mean, it can only be one. <laughs> it's Hoiberg for me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Craig, have you got him too? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, this guy started the season off probably the, one of the better options, especially when Spurs were in there. Their heyday, if you want, if I can, if I'm allowed to call it that, um, you know, when they spent a bit of time at the top of the sit- table, uh, he was one of the better players. I think it was a really smart signing. Uh, Tottenham team who seemed to have missed that defensive midfielder after you know Dembele left, and um, I don't think Sissoko's up to the challenge as much as he used to be. Yeah, so I think that was a really great signing and he started off brilliantly. I I thought he looked really good under Jose Mourinho. I thought I don't when you watch him, he looks he put wow, he played under Jose Mourinho literally just like um do you remember John O'B Macau? He's just got yeah. that like grace about him like one minute he can be like an absolute brute and then next minute when he's on the ball it's just like calm as you like Passing the ball out. Yeah, he's sort of Jose's dirty man. You know, he's had that. He's yeah. always had that player. Like Matic was at Chelsea. Always that 
Uh, I think there's a bit of a gap in quality between Prime Hoiberg and Prime Matic, but uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, he was that sort of he filled that role, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I definitely think as well. It was it was sort of a signing that came out of nowhere, and nobody really expected anything of him. He def he's definitely been one of like the shocks of the season in terms of how good he's been. Yeah, um, I think he's probably had, been one of Tottenham's better players, really. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, and. He like I said, he's a bit he's like a bit of a warrior, and he he'll give everything. He 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 would tell party that he needs to get back on the pitch. Um, but he's yeah, he's got the winning I, mentality. He has, um, but he has got he's third in the most passes into the final third as well. So he has got that ability to progress the ball as well. I really um, think that says something as well, considering the players that Tottenham have uh, in their midfield. Yeah. As well, because uh, you know they've got Dombele, they've got well, um, Zoko wouldn't really include in the same bracket, but you know, Dombele is definitely one of those players who you'd expect to be doing the same. Yeah, or would do more of if anything. Yeah. What did you want to add? Do you want to anything, Craig? No, no, so that's it. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, now we're into the top five then. So that means we won't have we won't have any disagreements in the, the at least the players that we put in the top five overall at the end. Yeah, it's just yeah. the order now. Yeah. Okay, um, Craig, do you want to go with who you've got in fifth? I've gone with Rodri. Okay. Um, I couldn't put him up there with the others because I I'd like to see how he plays in another system that's not. Guardiola system because so I do feel like it's very possession heavy and he doesn't really get challenged that much when it comes to like being run at um, and things like that I feel like he's more of the a midfielder that he can spray passes left and right and he, he probably is a he, he seems to have good games and he'll have like a string of good games and then he has an absolute shocker so, fair enough. That's why he goes first. Um, I've actually also put Rodri in fifth. I agree with you there, Craig. I don't necessarily think that he's actually... I don't think by any means that he's uh, better than the other four. Um, I think he gets a bit more credit than he deserves some of the time, really. You know, there's a lot of hype around him because of what me and Luke sometimes call, like, Social, you know, driving around in that doesn't really affect how good he is on the pitch. Uh, I don't think City are necessarily screwed if he's not in the team because they've still got Fernandinho who can fill in there and Gundawan as well. They play is a different system, and we've seen him in a, a different setup in like Atletico Madrid. And um, I think City fans are expecting more when they signed him. From in that first season, especially, he wasn't the best by any means. Mm. Luke, do you want to come and shut us down with some stats? I presume. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I haven't got him in fifth. Um, right. I've got him in fourth. Okay. Um, but I'll I'll come with my stats now. Um, Please do. Yeah, you you are absolutely right that his passing ability is absolutely clear of the 
well, everybody else really, it's 90.9% his pass completion rate is... 90.9 or 99, sorry? 90.9. Which is top. His passes into the final third, 8.05 top. Right, fair enough. He's good at passing. Um, And also, to back you up as well, I'll help you. Um, Tackles and interceptions, I mean, they're not the best, but they're also not the worst. Average. Um, However, this is... And also, I I agreed with you prior to my research, um, although I don't think he's quite... He had a poor last season. I think this season he's come on and he's cemented that position. Um, And I think he is very good. Um, But I didn't realise this side to his game his recoveries so the picking up of the loose balls that nobody's claiming he's second with 14.2 um, and it was only Oriol Romeo who has higher and if you compare what you would expect from Romeo and Rodri that would be very different things um, and, then, and then again if you look who's third it's Harrison Reed. so the p- people that are generally getting higher recoveries are the players that are playing in those lower teams having to do more hard work defensively um, so I, I think that's a, a plus for his defensive side and also his aerial draws, which surprised me massively. His win percentage of this is almost 20% higher than second place. And that's with 79.6%. So I just think he... I think I already thought that he was... But definitely this season, he's shown himself defensively a lot better. Um, but... Yeah, the stats just impressed me more than I was expecting them to, to be honest. Um, do you think, though, the stats are so in his favour because of him playing for City? You know, like this has by far been the best league, in, uh, best team in the league this season. I do for the, the passing stats, but I don't... It, like I said, with the recoveries, the players that are generally getting the higher amount of recoveries are... Well, the the first is Romeo and second is and third is Harrison Reed. So, yeah, those kind of players are the players that have just got to work hard and defend. So, if he's sort of doing that, has that side to his game as well, which is something even, I didn't in, even in the better defensive team. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Okay, that's a that's a really good point actually. Um, but I didn't have him in fifth anyway. You didn't have him in fifth. You had him in Ford. Yeah. fourth, not Ford. So uh, fifth was the person that I originally had him first. Oh, really? Um, and it, I, he's annoyed me because I love this bloke. So you'd already know who this is. Um, Declan. I, it's Declan. And I, I, I love him and I think he's incredible. But his stats did not allow me to put him any higher. Man. You can tell how much I rate him because I had him first. So I obviously yeah. one of the best defensive midfielders in the Premier League. But he just doesn't have the stats to back it up. And sometimes it's not all about the stats. But for me, it's all about the stats. <laughs> you are the you are stat man. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've put Declan Rice in fourth. Um, I, you had him in fourth as well, Craig. Yeah. I originally actually had him in third. Like you say. He's a good defensive player, like really good. But they've got Suchek as well. You know, I don't think West Ham. Well, as we can see at the moment, even without Rice, they're doing pretty decent. Not that when he's not in the team, they are. Sorry, not that when he's in the team, they don't play better. I genuinely, just think that he is 
not the be it all and end all of them, their team. You know what I mean? But we spoke yeah. about this a few weeks ago, Luke. He, like, he is really, really good. And I think he's much better than... Oh, no, I can't say that. He's much better than six. <laughs> I was going to say he's much better than Rodri, but he's not a lot better. Yeah, and, and, and I think if we do this in two seasons' time, I think he'll, he'll be, be the best. Well, uh, yeah, it's hard to say, but he could be. That's my prediction. Well, while, 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 Scott, while Scott McTominay is captain of Man United, Declan Rice will be winning Champions League at West Ham. Will it still be at West Ham? Uh, no, I don't think so. Chelsea? Yeah, that's annoying because I just don't want him to go to Chelsea. But uh, it's, it's the one that's got the most traction, isn't it? That's the one you hear the most about. I've heard a bit about United, actually, this week as well, I think. Well, they've got uh, Scott McTominay, they don't need him. But like we say, Luke, everybody gets United links at some point in their career. Yeah, that's true. It's like a uh, rite of passage into professional football. Yeah. Um, okay. Craig so, on Declan Rice. Craig, you want to you spread the rice say, out? We've got to remember, he's, he's only 21 years old. And right. he he's literally like, he's in our top four. Well, top four, well, top five, isn't he? And yeah. he's 21 years old. So, surely, within the next three seasons, I think you probably have to leave West Ham um, to do it. But I think he can be top of, of the list. Easy. But if West Ham can hold on to him, really transform. More of a challenging club like Leicester. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Because if you think about Leicester, I've got their, their Vardy. And although it's a very different thing, Vardy in previous seasons more than this one has has been the player that's able to take Leicester to the next level and Rice is the player that brings drags all of that West Ham side to the next level as well. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Vardy sort of being overtaken at the moment. You know, Leicester are sort of proving, look, we don't necessarily need Vardy. Yeah, but um, I mean, like, Vardy's been able to keep the drag them up there and now they're up there, they're able to attract the players that can keep them up there. So if yeah. if so if West Ham held on to Rice, he could drag them and hold them up to a high level and for a long enough time that West Ham would then be able to attract players to continue the the highs. Yeah. The only I don't thing think that I would like that worries me is do the West Ham like owners get behind it now? Or will they do what they do, what they do, do. and take the money while they're up there? And then not invest it back into the squad, and they just drop back down. Yeah, probably. Do you think? Do you think West Ham will be at this level next season? No, no. <laughs> neither, I think similar to Wolves, as we will, we won't see them in the bottom five, but and they won't be in any danger. But they won't be they won't be challenging for Europe either, in my opinion. The mid table. Yeah, which yeah. is fine, and and that's what I think a West Ham would take a European season. Uh, Alongside a mid-table season. Okay, fair enough. Okay, let's go to third then. Yeah. Boys, who have we got in third? Uh, we'll start with Luke. I have got Fabinho. Um, and this was oh, difficult. 
my top three was tough. It changed a lot. Obviously, I had Declan Rice at the top at some point. Um, and I had Fabinho in second. So, yeah, he only missed out on the top two because the stats of the top two were so good that I couldn't uh, couldn't ignore it. Um, and as much and, and I didn't expect the top two to be the top two because um, initially my top two was Rice first, Fabinho second, and neither of them ended there. <laughs> uh, it's difficult to look at Fabinho's stats from this season because he's played a lot of it at centre-back. Yes. Um, his past I was, was going to bring that up, but I was hoping you wouldn't. I was hoping I could wreck all your, wreck all your stats, but you've absolutely yeah. sold me a kipper. So uh, enjoy that one. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think you see the difference with having him in, in the centre of midfield for Liverpool. Um, yes, but, definitely. And I think he is absolutely class. He's, third, he's the third best defensive midfielder in the Premier League for me. But like Where so- would you get on the world stage for you? Um, top five? Uh, no, I think uh, Casemiro and Kimmich would be ahead of him. So six. That's but, nobody else that springs to mind off the top no, of my but head. If you if you just had Kimmich, and he'd be in the top five still, or would there be another person? And Casemiro. Yeah, but if you had oh, those, another one, uh, maybe <laughs> De Jong. De Jong, maybe yeah, fair enough. Can I uh, just trying to think of any other person that I'm missing that's horrific? I don't think um, I'm missing anybody else. Modric or Cruz, if they count. But I nah. Yeah, it, yeah, he'd be fifth or sixth. Idris Gay. Oh, he had a great game the other night. Anyway, uh, yeah, like I say, the the top two, I just I couldn't ignore the stats as much as neither of the top two were in my top two off the top of my head. They <laughs> both are. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, I've put Fabinho in second. But uh, we'll go on to that in a bit. I've I've gone from Didi in third. Okay. Uh, these three are well. Obviously, I've also already given away who's in first. If you've been paying attention, um, really like Ndidi, and I've genuinely not just put Fabinho ahead of him because of uh, him being a Liverpool player. But Fabinho has definitely transformed the midfield. For, for me a lot more than indeed he did. Um, I think indeed he had a really tough job because he had the job at replacing whoever I've got in, in first for Leicester really but it yeah. took him a while to get to the the level now I think. Yeah. But um, primarily on full on consistency these guys these three are the most consistent in the league in that position for me. But I think a Liverpool without a, a Fabinho struggles more at everything they try to achieve, as we've seen this season, with um, than a Leicester without an Ndidi. Because I know you can say, oh, you've got Henderson who can play there as well. But I just think Fabinho is probably a better footballer than Hendo. Whereas, you know, Leicester have got Tielemans who plays CDM as well. I think he's sort of that bassoonerist player. He'll probably be in our centre mid ranking, I guess. But uh, yeah, I just think that Fabinho is, is a cl- is, isn't a class above, but 
is just a bit better than Ndidi for me. Okay. Craig, uh, who have you got in third, bud? See, I want Kante. Oh, purely off of this season. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, I, yeah. I think a past merit, I think he's phenomenal. There's no one really like him. The way he just runs across the pitch and just gets balls, it's it's just mental. And when you think you passed him, he just comes back and takes the ball off you. He's uh, he's horrible to play against. But this season, he's probably not being played correctly. He's probably being played a bit better now under Tuchel. But yeah, under Frank Lampard, it, I don't think he really was what Frank Lampard wanted in that midfield. Yeah, um, but he did get he did get quite a few goals, didn't he? So I think Kante is a is a is a, a weird player because he seems to have gone better, 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 better. You know, when he first bird, uh, emerged on the scene and won the Premier League with Leicester, and he got better at Chelsea, got better again. But then I think last season he had a little bit of a decline, if anything. I, but I think it wasn't a decline. I think it was he was mm-hmm. it was square pegs in round holes. Yeah, like Craig said, I, I think they. He's such a good player that you can play him anywhere in that midfield. But he wasn't. But I just don't think you see the best from him. So his performances weren't as good, but it was performances in a position that he wasn't as comfortable playing in. Or didn't want to play in. Yeah, like, I just think, though, like, realistically, he he did decline a little bit. Even if you don't want to say it, he did because he wasn't offering what he had offered. But I don't think that's his fault by any means. Like we've said this before, Luke. Like sometimes players, it's not their fault for why it goes bad. And he is the prime example for me. Yeah, and you but have him top. I have got him top. I think you can't doubt him in any way. Like this guy is. He, everybody sort of loves. Everybody loves him because of what he does off the pitch, but. You've got to do what you, love him on what he does on the pitch as well. I don't think there's anyone better. I think even even after this decline in in thing uh, in uh, speech marks, he is still without a doubt probably the best in the world. And uh, this guy's won a World Cup and he he kept Messi in his pocket. He absolutely dominated against Atletico Madrid recently. He is world class, and he's yeah, proved it over a longer period of time. Than- Okay. Uh, so, so what have we got left to to sort of figure out who mine and Craig's top two are then? Yeah, I've, I'll, I'll, I can shut up now. Right, Craig, who have you got in second then? Second, I've got uh, Fabino. Um, I just think I want to put him first, but this season he has played a lot at, at centre back. But you definitely see the difference from when he's in midfield to when he's in centre back because we play so much better. Um, but I don't know. NDD just blows me away when I watch him play. Like I feel like Leicester wouldn't play nearly as well as they are without him. And to come in and replace Kante like he has the first season or two wasn't the best, but this season he just seems. 
he just seems unbelievable for me. <laughs> yep, um, so I agree. Luke's either got uh, Kante or Ndidi at the top. Yeah, and uh, it's the uh, same as Craig. It is Ndidi. Um, it's very close, and if you look at the stats, Ndidi is top for tackles, Kante is second. Kante is top for interception, Ndidi is second. Successful pressures, Ndidi is second, Kante is third. Um, but then I just look at overall as what I want in a defensive midfielder. Indeed, he has absolutely everything. His pass completion is third in this list of 89%. Obviously, the tackles and interceptions and the pressures has got all first or second in all of them. And his aerial duels are second in this list as well. He's, he's dominant, he's commanding, his passing is quality and his defensive mindset is incredible as well. I just think as much as Kante overall is probably a better player, as a defensive midfielder, there is not anything that indeed he does not have. Oh, I just kind of think you're disrespecting Kante there. How can you say that he's not a better, like Kante's a better player and then put Ndidi above him? I know I've said that before. So indeed he's a better defensive midfielder. It's true, but Oh, what I, do you I, want in defensive midfield? Do you want tackles, inceptions, pressure, pressure on the ball? You want two Premier League titles, a World Cup, and uh, I don't know what else, but other stuff. Indeed, he hasn't won anything. But has has indeed he been in the, the situation to win something? Obviously, I know you've got Kante and Leicester, but he's a serial winner. Kante has been it. Kante was playing in a worse team at Leicester than indeed and then indeed he is. And he was the man. He was the the guy. Him, Mares and Vardy. Oh, it was disgusting. Yeah, he was oh, good I... that season, but I'm 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 not gonna rate him on his like past. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah, going I off it, yeah. at this current point in time. But he hasn't oh he hasn't dropped off though. It's not his past, it's his present. But yeah, I, I, I agree. And I, I think Kante is incredible. But like I said, I just look at the things that I want in a, a defensive midfielder and he has absolutely everything. His passing completion is better than Kante's. His aerial duels are better than Kante's. His tackles are better than Kante's. His pressures are better than Kante's. And the only thing it lets him down is interceptions, which is second to Kante. So what does, what does Kante not have then? Well, he has all those things, but well, aerially is not as good. Yeah, he's shorter, I guess. Um, his his tackles are less, and his pressures are less. Which and if you say Kante's an incredible box to box, he doesn't stop running. Then, well, indeed, he's got more successful pressures. Um, uh, how many times have uh, how many times does uh, indeed he score to score? I, I don't not don't care how many times he's scoring. But Kante pops up with a goal. I don't care if he is. That's not what I'm putting in the team. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have Milovievich top of the leaderboard. The, oh, fair enough. The role that Ndidi plays compared to Kante, though, Ndidi is pretty much a man on his own in that midfield because you've got Talismans and Madison that both they are quite forward going with the ball. Yeah. And, uh, neither of them are like defensive moment like I'd argue that Kante, I'd argue though that Kante plays more on his own I don't think he does in that position 
we see because they'll always have see... Jorginho or or Kovacic. You aren't. And they're much rubbish. Bit. They're not well, rubbish. Well, they're not rubbish. Jorginho is very good against Porter. No, I think Kovacic is the better player. But uh, well, we'll see that next time. But um, Tielemans is better than both of them, and you could argue that Leicester have a better def- defense than Chelsea in my eyes. Definitely. It just depends how it depends how you set up. I'm not comparing Ndidi and Kante based on the players that they've got around them. I'm basing it on th- comparing the two and what I want in my defensive midfielder and I want Wilfred. All right. Fair enough. I'll have to take the L on that one then. We'll have to agree our top five now then, gents. We've got the same players. It's just the order. Um, should we start with fifth? Well, I guess considering two people had... Um, yeah, it's got to be Rodri fifth, Rice fourth, yeah. then I guess. Yeah, we'll go Rice. Uh, we'll go Rodri fifth. Um, I'll just write this down. Sorry, hold on. Rodri's in fifth, then. Rice is in fourth. Rice has got to make fourth. Uh, now the top three. Considering me and Craig both put Fabinho in second, however, yeah. I put Kante in first. Yeah. Maybe Fabinho should drop down to third. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. What do you think, Craig? Uh, uh, yeah, put him in third. You've got to take, you've got to take this one, Craig, so then you can have a DD top. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've got to sacrifice some things. Uh, I, I've got to go in DD as well. He's, he's quality. Everybody. Uh, Luke, I demand that you put a call uh, out on this. I want to see. Yeah, yeah. No, no doubt that. Just, be just cool. those two, maybe. Maybe don't even bother including Fabinho. You can if you want. Uh, yeah, I will. Just because then I, I, I know Ollie's got my back on this one. Reach a few more people then. I know Ollie's <laughs> got my back on this one. Wait, who's Ollie? Gonna Solskjaer? No, from uh, BTV. Ah, uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> we'll He's just... got my back. We'll see. We'll see. Um, we will we'll see. Me be right again. Right. We'll we'll do some predictions first. Well, second guest first. Um, competitor to Billy on the prediction front. Um, I think we're and, safe then, Luke. <laughs> yeah. Um, B two B two B Sports Associated predictions as as ever. Um. Who's going to go for Kante as well? Mm. Just it, well, we will see about that. Um, West Ham Chelsea is a huge game, and that's yeah. the first one we're going to predict. These are tough for you, Craig. I can't remember Billy's game, so I can't remember what he had. Um, I think he had the but the, yeah, which is, I, I was going to put the Liverpool one in, but it just seems a bit it's difficult to predict a Blackburn game, but it's rather it's a lot easier to predict a Liverpool game than it is to predict a Blackburn game. So I didn't think it was fair. No. Um, so West Ham Chelsea, what do we all think? Is, is Declan Rice back yet? No, no. Oh, I'm gonna go 3 1 Chelsea. Oh, do you know who do you know who is back though? Who Kante, he's in there, yeah. and that is why. Oh, I don't know actually. <laughs> I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go 1 all. 1 all. Okay, I've gone for a, a, another boring two call 1 0. Ugh. Um, so exactly. Two, two people think that uh, 
Chelsea are going to get the victory royale. Yeah. I've backed West Ham recently and they've given me a great couple of points in, in recent weeks, but it's, oh, it's time for... They, they lost the other day, didn't they, to Newcastle? Yeah. Yeah, I've changed my mind. I'll also go 1-0. Why not? Okay. Um, next one is in Germany for a Champions League. Uh, sort of similar, similar, actually. Sort of battle for the top four. Um, but this is Wolfsburg versus Dortmund, who... Yeah. That's it, really. What are we going for? Uh, I'm going to go 3 0 Dortmund. Ooh. Oh my goodness me. Uh, I'm going to go 2 0 Dortmund. Oh, I'm going to go 2 1 Dortmund. But I feel like we've all been very harsh on Wolfsburg considering they're actually higher than them in the, in the table. Yeah. Uh, I just thought. We did this the other week. Oh, go on. I can't remember who it was. Was it Frankfurt? And I predicted Frankfurt to win. So I, I don't, I'm not back in Dortmund because they're a big team. I'm just thinking, well, Frankfurt beat them the other time. So this time it's Dortmund's turn. Yeah, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I've looked at, I watched a few of the Dortmund scores, you know, and uh, they seem like they're on the up now in terms of hitting some stride of form. So I'd say that that's going to really help them out. And they'll just take keep it in their stride. I haven't really kept an eye on Wolfsburg's form, but uh, yeah, I'm going to go for that. Why not? A bit of fun. Okay, um, Leeds versus Man United, which is a huge game historically, um, and also not the easiest to predict in this case either. Is it revenge time? <laughs> As I like to call it. After six-two. Um, oh yeah, it was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and also, Man United not lost, not lost away from home yet. Um, but I've decided that this is this is the loss. They're going to lose away from home. Really? Le- Leeds are going to win two nil. No, they are. I'm telling you. No, you're mad. United are going to do what they do best: win away from home, and just I don't know, probably cause some up- uproar with everything that's gone on this week. Um. I'm going to go 2-0 United. Mm. Scott McTominay to score. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go 2-1 United. Ooh. United are going to like concede first and then they're going to pull it back in the second half. Ah, the buy-in factor, as I like to refer to it. I just keep saying it's the factor. I feel like if they, can, if they concede first, they'll win the match. <laughs> they like yeah. to kick up the arse, is what you're saying. Yeah. Um, right, Carabao Cup final. Ooh. Pep Guardiola's Man City versus Ryan Mason's Tottenham Hotspur. Um, can he? Can he do it? No. No. <laughs> I really hope that they do. But um, what? is want... he going to get battered? He's not going to get battered. It's going to be a nil-nil to like the 80th minute and somebody like Kyle Walker is going to pop up and score. So, one nil C. one nil C. Craig? I'm going for an absolute bloodbath. I'm going oh. to go for now. Oh, my goodness. Man City are going to absolutely rip and shreds. Oh, God. I, I could... I don't know if violent. I'm just going... I don't know if I'm going mad because I, I, I've said that sacking Mourinho a week before a cup final was ridiculous. But I've gone for 1-0 to Ryan Mason's Tottenham Hotspur. Really? 
Um, I think it's just my optimism and my thinking <laughs> that this, this, I don't know. It, there's just a story there, isn't there? There is. And I've bought into it. I mean, they were very poor in the first half against Southampton. They pulled it back on 1-2-1. I don't know why I think they're going to win. There's literally nothing that suggests they will. Man City have got a better squad. They've got no, a manager really. that's managed more than one game. Um, and won a lot more than... Yeah, and they're literally Carabao Cup specialists. Um, but I don't know. I've just got a feeling that do it, the, the sacking of Mourinho is going to be proved right. And Ryan Mason's stellar career is going to, as a manager is going to start now. It's going to kick off. <laughs> I mean, he's nobody in the world that's got a better win percentage than Ryan Mason as a manager. Shut up, man. The, oh, you just shut uh, up. Just playing facts. Just facts. Just, just being out there. Um, then another big one. All big games, really. Um, Leon Lille, which is uh, another top four clash, but I think the top four in France is separated by like, four or five points and... It's close. Um, so, I think Leal are top. I'm correct in saying that. No, I think you are right. Um, so, can they stay top? Yeah. Yes. I agree one Leal. Okay, love it. This is against Leon, right? Yeah. Nil-nil. Nil-nil. Wow. What a snooze fest. Sorry, everybody. Um, well, I've gone for a load of shocks um, already. So, Leon are going to win it 2-1. Ooh. Why not? This is it. PSG are going to win this league still. We've never really not believed it. <laughs> um, I, 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 don't, I think Leon have got this league. Do you reckon? I'm going to well. join the bandwagon and hope that they do. Fair enough. I can see, uh, you know, I reckon PSG will win it and Monaco will be the closest challengers. If anybody, if PSG Monica. don't win, Monaco will finish top. If PSG don't, what? It's not that. It's not that weird. You're weird, man. Right. Well, that's it. We've made it. We've done it. Billy Craig is coming for you. Um, I don't know. <laughs> how many points you I think it's like three points, which is predictions. Pretty standard. Um, well, we don't know really. We, this is the first. First challenger, so I'm excited to to get an update on that guest leaderboard. Thank yeah, you very much. Great I have already made a guest leaderboard. It's almost like you don't check our Twitter. Page. Oh, I saw the I saw the original one, but I didn't know that we'd made a guest leader. We need to get more guests on in order to fill it up because there's one person. We do. Um, celebrity guests, like some League Two players or something. You got any? If you got any links for us, Craig? Yeah. You can sort that bit out. Uh, no, I don't. Oh, dear, man. Um, all, right. all right. I guess that's that. I've, en- I've enjoyed this. Yeah, um, it's going on, Craig. It's been good. You, you went you're welcome back. Oh. No. <laughs> um, this is awkward. No, you, you, you're you more than welcome back. Just let us know if you've got any free time. Um. Yeah, thanks for listening. We'll be back. <laughs> Hopefully, with a weekend roundup this week, um, and we will have to be because this is a Carabao Cup final, so we've, we're going to have something to talk about this week. Yeah, instead of just stupid money grabbing twat. Yeah, um, and that's 
and we're going to be talking about Ryan Mason's first trophy as a manager. So we'll see you all when that happens. When that, we're going to be talking about Pep Guardiola's 15th bleeding. Well, <laughs> yeah. Okay. See you later. See you later. Thank you.